Take your Bibles tonight, if you would, please. First Corinthians. My voice is trying to leave me. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter 11. I want to begin to read it, verse 17. I was have a series that I'm trying to bring on the church. I've been studying through the Bible on the church. And I'm going to speak tonight on the wrong attitudes towards church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17. Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, in the one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have you not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise you the church of God, and shame them that have not? Well, what shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord that which also received under, delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This is... This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye do it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup for the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthy eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discern the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chased to the Lord, that we should not be condemned by the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home that he come not together uh, unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your instruction on the local church and how it is to be carried out. Bless us tonight as we learn. Give us the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First of all, in the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul is writing the church about some of the things they're wrong. Verse 17, 29, and verse 30. I've often told people you don't build church doctrine on the book of Corinthians. The book of Corinthians is, is a correcting letter to the churches. In other words, those churches they've written to, Corinth and so on, uh, he was, they were doing things in the church ought not to be done, and he was writing to them, these things you ought not to do. Now the question is, does God make some people sick because they do not live right? 
The answer is absolutely. The Bible does not say that it's always the case, though. Just because some church member's sick, somebody says, I wonder what they've done. That's not always the case. But I do know this. God does make some people sick because they're disobedient to the Bible. Now, many good Christians have been sick who were right with God. So Job is a perfect example of that. Now, if you think God will uh, put you where you can look in one direction, yeah, you better think again because he'll put you on your back where you'll have to look up. Another question often asked me is, does God kill people? The answer is yes. God killed Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts for lying to the Holy Ghost. Jesus taught in John 15 that God will kill a Christian in uh, these words. Every branch in me, every Christian that is, that bears not fruit, he taketh away. Now notice, he doesn't just uh, lift it off the ground, the fruit, but the Bible says he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, God deals with every Christian who does not bear fruit then. And some, he makes sick. Now, watch something else. Uh, some, he makes physically weak. And God can fix it if you can't play golf on Sunday or go bowling or go somewhere else on Sunday. God will take care of that. Christians better sit in judgment of themselves. Because the Bible says, for if we judge, that is, condemn ourselves, we shall not be judged or point a finger at our own life. If we condemn ourselves, we shall not be condemned. Now, if you never sit in judgment of your own self, then your own failures and your own faults, then in the judgment seat of Christ, God will take the place of con uh, condensation. Now, notice, please, when God does the judging, and this is very important you understand this, you go through the Bible and you'll find when God does a judging, it's never in mercy. Mercy is one thing. Judgment is another. No verse in the Bible shows any mercy in judgment. God is rich in mercy and grace. But when God judges sin, there is no mercy. Only justice and judgment. Now look at chapter 11. And look at verse 22 for just a second. Why? Have you not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise you, the church of God, and shame them to have not? What do I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. Now he's talking about the Lord's Supper. And he's not talking about just coming and taking the elements of the Lord's Supper. He's talking about these people would come together and they'd have this come to eat and to drink. And he even said that some of them got drunk in the church. Overeating and everything else is taught here. So uh, what he's saying is they got to the place they despise or cause despising of the Lord's Supper and uh, a taking of it. Now, notice, soon he makes physically weak. And notice again, please, when you eat at the Lord's table, you're emphasizing the blood of Jesus. You're emphasizing his body that was nailed to the cross and his side that was pierced by a spear 
You remember the body of Jesus that was beaten, sped upon, and mistreated, and you are on sacred territory, like Moses at the burning bush. And then the ordinance of the water baptism speaks of the death and the bloody crucifixion of the Son of God, his burial in the tomb, his resurrection out from the grave. Now, we are to give sacred uh, reverence to these ordinances. And Paul wrote to the Corinth, uh, Church of Corinth that they had not done so. And noted what he said. Despise ye the church of God and mean to show contempt for it? Now notice something here. Number one, what the church is. Who the church is, number two. Who is the head of the church, number three. And number four, how the church is made up. Now, Jesus called it my church in Matthew 16 and verse 18. No group then can have a corner on the church of Jesus Christ. None. We can't come together as Baptist says, uh, this is the Baptist church. That's not what it's about. This is Jesus' church. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, Jesus purchased the church with his own precious blood on the cross. In Ephesians 5, 27, Paul said it is a glorious church. Now the day is coming when the church will be presented to Jesus without spot and without blemish. Colossians 1 and verse 18 and 24 says, Jesus is the head of the church. The church is Jesus' church then. The church is a church of God. And this church is a church purchased by the blood of Christ. And this church is a glorious church in that it will be presented someday before God without spot and without blemish. Now, this church is the body of Christ then. Now, sure there's such a thing as the invisible church. Now, we all know that if you have studied the Word of God. You understand that the church is made up of all believers all the way around the world. And so we know that there is such a thing as the invisible church, great worldwide institution, a church of all born-again believers who have died and those alive all over the world. All born-again believers since the day of Pentecost are in the body of Christ, the church of Christ. Now, God never told you and I, though, to work in an invisible church. Uh, God is talking about a local church. And God is talking about the church where the Holy Spirit uh, saved your soul and made you a part of it. Now, God is talking about a church you can see, members that you can shake hands with, people you can talk with and sit beside. God is talking about the local church, not some... A terrestrial, heavenly, far-off institution, a church you can see, and that's the local church. Now, here's what I'm getting at tonight. Paul said, despise ye the church of God, and mean to show contempt for it. Yet people say to me all the time, surely a Christian wouldn't despise the church of God and show contempt for it. Oh, yes, they do. You know, one of the reasons, one of the ways that they show contempt for the church, but not attending the services. I thank God you're here tonight, so I won't preach to you all, preach the rest of it. But uh, when somebody just says, I'm going to stay home from church, uh, and I'm going to listen to Uncle Jimmy Swagger preacher in church, and it's just the same as me going to church. No, it's not. And now, get this, please. Number one, by not attending the church, is you despise it. Hebrews 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling ourselves together as a man or some is, 
but exhorting one another. There are many good reasons why a Christian ought to make a church go in his business. Number one, for your own sake. Now, if you're an on and off Christian in the church going, it's on and off and up and down. One, you're not a strong Christian. Two, you are not a Christian with a testimony. People are watching you. Three, you're not a soul-winning Christian. Four, you're not a praying Christian. I've never known a good, strong, soul-winning Christian that didn't belong to some local church. Never. And I've been serving the Lord all these years. And everybody that I've seen win the uh, people of Christ consistently belong to a local assembly. Now, the second reason that Christians ought to make church going his business is because of the effect it will have on others. Do you care if the whole world goes to hell or not? That's what it's all about. Do you care if Brandon, the city, is lost without God and without hope? That person that just goes to church when they get good and ready, that person who God's ever once in a while Sir, uh, sir, ma'am, you listen to me very carefully. Now I want to say this hard as I can. Every sinner who knows you are saying they don't believe what they're professing if you don't go to church. So so-called Christians don't believe that the Word of God is important and that sinners are lost in our hope. Notice what the Bible said. Despise ye the church of God and mean to show contempt for it? Now, by like a prayer for the preacher, you can have contempt for the church of God by your lack of prayer for your preacher. I know one thing I, I learned very young in my when I after I got saved. I pray for my preacher. I still pray for preachers, and I'm one. But I pray for other preachers. I want God to use them and hide them behind the cross. I don't want them to get in self. I want them to be used the Holy Spirit. And that's why we're praying for preachers. Number two, though, is by lack of, of inconsistent life. Jesus said we're the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses Savior or strength, then it's no good. Uh, again, by lack of scriptural giving, you despise the local church. And number five, by lack of earnest soul winning, despise ye the church of God. Now, some people say, well, that don't make no difference. Oh, yes, it does. Now, go down with me, please, just a minute, and I'll show you something. Go down to verse 27. And it says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthy, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. And that word sleep there is dead. Now, so there is such a thing as people, that Christian I'm talking about, and they say, well, it's none of nobody's business what I do. I'm a child of God. I'm under grace. Oh, yes, it is. It's God's business. And what happens sometimes People get sick. People die before they ought to. And I use this illustration quite a bit, but years ago, I led a man to the Lord. Right after I led him to the Lord, he told me, he said, Preacher, I know God's called me to preach. 
and I didn't see him for several years. And one day I got a call from his wife. He said, he's wanting you to come to Brendan Hospital. Uh, he's dying. I went down there and I walked in the door. He said, now, preacher, you don't know how to say a thing. He said, I know why I'm dying. He said, God called me to preach years ago and I wouldn't do it. And he said, I know that God's hand is laid heavy on me now. And he died right after that. And people don't understand. If you despise the local assembly as a Christian, God said, now, there's a way out. And I want you to get this. You might have done some of these things you ought not to have done. And when it, the Bible says that's despised in the church. But it said, now judge yourself. You know, I'm not to go around and point my finger at everybody don't come to church and go visit them and say, hey, you ought to get in church all the time. I'm going to preach the Word of God. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be here. So you are to be also every church member. But if you don't, then the Bible says judge yourself. Judge yourself. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Every Christian that don't do right by God and his church is chastened. And I know, and listen, I can give you illustration after illustration that I can personally say so myself. I have seen people that serve the Lord and stay faithful to the Lord and serve God in every way the Bible says to serve Him. And then they drop out, and then they call me later on, Preacher, can you help me? And they'll tell me all the trouble they're going through. And I, uh, they said, you know what the problem is? How can you help me? Yeah, I do. I know exactly what the problem is. You quit on God. And God won't put up with that. He won't do it. And it's His church. It's not ours. And when somebody refuses to give, like a, a, a woman told me several years ago, I was preaching, the church was growing at that time, and I was preaching, she came up to me, and she said, I don't like the way you preach anymore, and I don't like you anymore. I'm just going to take my money and leave, and the church will fold up. But it hadn't, and it's still going, and God's good. And she left and gone. Now, I don't know what happened to her, but it ain't going to stop the church. And somebody despises the church, think they're going to cause the church to quit? No, it's not. It'll go right on serving the Lord. Amen? And what we got to learn is that God won't put up with it. Now, I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'd rather be beat up by a man a thousand times than have a hand of God on me and against me. I don't want the hand of God against me. But he will if you don't serve him. And it's just that simple. And that's not a threat. That's just a plain out truth from the Word of God. And so we are to serve the Lord every way we can. And God, it's God's church. Amen? Stand with me, if you would, please. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for these Lord that's turned aside and come in the rain, the storm, and for your glory and your honor. And I ask you, dear God, you'll bless them very special the rest of this week. Watch over and keep them. See us back Sunday, Lord, and you blessed last Sunday so tremendously. Souls saved and being obedient in baptism. But Lord, there's so many that needs to join the church. They've been praying about it. Lord, we ask you that the Holy Spirit would intervene this Sunday. Bless we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for being here.